Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. We're back. Yeah, we're back finally after a uh, very long hiatus. I think it was like <laughs> se- se- several <laughs> years. years. Several years, but we're back. We decided to do it. You know, it's easy with Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, I'm Peter, and this is my brother, Derek. Yep, Derek here. Um, and we play video games. So if you liked, if you like podcasts <laughs> that have to do with video games, yeah. and um, maybe more specifically Nintendo, but covering everything, listen in. It's a fun time, and let us know what you think. Yeah, exactly. Be sure to uh, comment and let us know what you want us to discuss in future episodes. Uh, and all, tonight, or today, we're talking about our favorite three video game consoles ever. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of just, I asked Derek to choose his three favorite console slash handhelds, and I've chosen my three, and... Well, just, you know, dive in, see what yeah. that's all about. In the true spirit of me, I have not prepped at all, so I'm going to kind of, you know, wing this and see how it goes, and I'm sure Peter has done thorough research on, on games for each I put, console. I and... put great thought into this, right? <laughs> I, have a, I have a whole chart in front of me, everything. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I have history on every system I chose. <laughs> Year and day of each release. Um, but I think, you know, for, before we get started, um, this was a list that we I asked to make, like a personal list, not our quintessential, what we think is the the overall best, but maybe the best for us, our personal feelings. Yeah, so um, I yeah I originally thought it was the quintessential, but then I, I, I've reconfigured a bit to... Uh, no, I mean, if, if, your, if your favorite system was the, you know, the Virtual Boy, the Vita, or, you know, TigersGame.com, <laughs> then you can choose that. Everything is, is Neopats, allowed yeah. here. Everything yeah. is allowed here. Uh, I gotta say, for me, it was very hard to choose my top three. Mine was pretty easy if I'm really thinking about it. If, if consoles, I, I just haven't played as many. Um, but I think putting them in the, in an order was a bit harder for me. But I, I think I can get top three pretty easily. Well, I had to juggle a couple around and had to go through a you know relive some childhood trauma to get to get a list here. Yeah. Uh, so without any further ado, what is your number three favorite console? So yeah. my number three favorite console is going to be the PS2. Uh, PlayStation 2. Um, I think people, I think people those, know what PS2 is. Okay. Well, you're the one that told them that we like video games and our name's Nintendo Bros Podcast. Yeah, that's why you're the trader. Okay, go on. Tell us um, tell us about it. So yeah, I would say the PS2, it was my first system that I actually got myself, first console. Uh, I remember like it was my 10th or 11th birthday and in, in in opening that present and uh, finding out that I would um, get the PS2. And I'm just thinking back on all the kind of things that that brought to me and, and what I enjoyed. So one, I had a DVD player in my room, which is really kind of cool back then, is to be a you know 11 year old with a DVD player. Did you watch a lot of DVDs in your room? Um, I watched some because I know we had a, we had a pretty extensive collection of DVDs, and I watched some. So it was it was nice to be able to you know pull them out and um, watch them time to time. Not as much as probably um, a lot of people that owned a PS2 used their yeah. PS2 for. But um, and it was your it was your first console ever that you had for yourself right first yeah my console as opposed to sharing with you or or whoever yeah so (laughs) yeah um but and then i also just thinking back to to the games like the amount of games that it had were just awesome so it had you know we're talking ssx had devil may cry um it had psyops which is a game that not many people know about but it's one of my favorite games uh psyops final fantasy 10 soul Calibur 2 um, the list kind of just goes on and on. There's so many, such a di- diverse list. Um, for me, the big ones. I, I mean, I remember playing games on your PS2 uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I love the Metal Gear Solid two and three. Yeah, it's uh, funny. Like those Silent are like Silent Hill as well. Silent Hill. Konami was on fire back then. Silent Hill two and three were great. 
it's funny because like the games that you've played are probably not the games that I played. Like we just, <laughs> I never like for I, I never in my life have ever played a Silent Hill game. So that's like one of those franchises that I'd like to play. So I hopefully uh, they bring them back. Um, whoever's listening. Um, <laughs> so what, what were some of your be- what were some of your best moments with the PS2? Be it games or memories? Yeah. So I remember. Oh, so one of the I have a few. So one of them is um, playing Killzone online because I I remember somehow I got Ethernet or something working online in my room. And um, I remember, like, for the first time playing online in that game, and it worked way better than I thought it would. And I remember playing for a couple hours, just be like, wow, this is crazy that I'm playing with, you know, 16 other people or 8 other people or however many it was. Um, another one was playing Soul Calibur 2 for, like, hours on end um, with my friend, just going nonstop game after game after game. And online? Not online for Soul Calibur 2. Like, my friend would come over and we would just play Soul Calibur 2 all the time. Okay. But... Um, yeah, those two, and, and I think for a single-player game, like, again, there's so many to choose from, um, is uh, is probably PsyOps is the one that, the one I always bring up in all those kind of forms of, like, you know, one of those uh, overlooked games or forgotten gems. I always say PsyOps, and uh, PsyOps is like a third-person shooter. Um, it's very similar to Control that's come out, you know, in the past year or so um, by, I think, Remedy. Remedy made Control, but PsyOps is a, is a very similar kind of idea. It came out in the PS2. And it's uh, made by Midway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Midway. So, again, I haven't done my research, so yeah. thanks. Thanks for clarifying. But uh, basically, you're a, you're a soldier, and uh, you have all those the guns, kind of normal third person shooter. But you also have you know a lot of ragdoll physics, like telekinesis, where you can throw things, pick up enemies, throw them. You have, and then you have pyrokinetics. I remember PsyOps. PsyOps was very cool. Yeah, I loved that game. So uh, I, I wish they you know they kind of kept that franchise because it was kind of a Again, since I didn't have you know my own 64 or whatever, it was kind of that perfect dark kind of time splitters feel for me. So I kind of like that. Uh, I, I wish they kind of kept that going. Well, it's a great choice with PS2. And I mean, you only scratched the surface of how many games were available on that system. I mean, just thinking about Shadow of Colossus and Ico and, and there's so many JRPGs that you and I probably never played. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I was only 10 or 11, so there's so many, even like Grand Theft Auto. I think Grand Theft Auto Vice City I, I had. I shouldn't have, but I, I did. But again, there's so many games that were on that system. And uh, so, many remember- fran- so many franchises franchises just cemented themselves as, like, we still have these franchises from the PS2 era. Exactly. There's, like, there's just so many. Like, it's such a huge base of different games that all became kind of long-standing franchises. And one, one that really stands out is I remember going to my friend's house and her family had a PS2, and she was and she was a girl, and she didn't really, you know, she wasn't a gamer or anything. But I remember that they were like their whole family was super into Guitar Hero, and that was kind of like you know that's, that's another thing. I remember playing so much Guitar Hero in college and university after PS3 was already out, but PS2 was still around because like PS2 had such a long life because of those types of games. Exactly, yeah. Like the just Guitar Hero was like. You know, the PS2, in my mind, was the first console that really said, you know, every family, especially with the DVD player, every family could have one of these in their, their living room and uh, make something worthwhile out of it. So it kind of was bringing that idea of the console to the mainstream market. I mean, I, I think the PlayStation 1 accomplished that as well, but uh, the, the biggest flaw with PS2 was the lack of four controller ports. Um, that really made it not really a party system in my mind. Yeah, I agree, but I, I mean, like, I agree. I think there was some stuff missing out if I, you know, compare it to the GameCube or the N64. Um, well, but anyways, we're not here to talk about PS2 the whole time. <laughs> yes. Let's move on. So, my number three, um, you know, very dear system to me, my first console as well, the SNES. Mm. 
released in 1991 in North America. And I'm pretty sure we had it that that holiday, 1990. I'm pretty sure it was Christmas 91 that we got it. Um, and I just remember being a young kid and really seeing other kids would have the, uh, the, the first Nintendo, the, like the classic Nintendo system, seeing Mario Bros. 3, seeing uh, Mario Bros. 2, seeing Legend of Zelda, and I always wanted to play it wherever I went, so finally ha- got our own s- system to play Mario and games on, and kind of like the um, PS2 starting so many so many third-party uh, franchises throughout the years. Like, the Super Nintendo was the beginning of so many amazing franchises, Nintendo franchises solely, that we have today. So, it's just some amazing games. Uh, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, Donkey Kong Country 1-3, F-Zero, Turtles in Time, Mar- the beginning of Mario Kart, uh, plus some great third-party games. Uh, I don't I'm just I remember being so excited by everything Super Nintendo. No, it, it's funny that you, you're saying Super Nintendo, because that's actually my number two. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I if we got it in 1991, I wasn't even alive at that point, so I, I wasn't there for the launch or anything, but, and I don't even know if I fully appreciated it until after, let's say, the N64 even came out, but I remember, like, you know, some of those games are still, to this day, my favorite games of all time. You They've know, aged Don- very, very well. Like, Donkey Kong Country 2, Yoshi's Island, Link to the Past, those games are to this day on my top games of all time just because mm-hmm. and I, I could i played them all i've 100 percented each of them multiple times mm-hmm. um super mario world so again like even though i didn't grow up with the system per se i was the person when you were playing the 64 jumped back and played the snes and and yeah so some of those games will always be kind of dear to me even though it's not a system i necessarily grew up with well it's funny i mean certain I would say the, the N64 has aged worse than the Super Nintendo because I can go back and play Super Mario World anytime and it feels just as good and polished as a game that could be released today as an indie as an indie game. Yeah, I agree, especially when you you know you look at stri- uh, sprite-based kind of games, like the highest quality sprites that were out in the SNES look, or at least have the longevity um, to look a lot better than if you compare you know those the beginning of those 3D polygon, blurry kind of... You know games like uh, Blast Core on the N64, like yeah. just, they just that you know the textures and the in the polygons just aren't there compared to the sprites from the SNES and the frame rate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think with uh, Mario RPG, that that's that game is. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's one of my favorite games of all time too. Absolutely, and it's uh, just kind of crazy to think that I I don't think any Mario RPG game since then has even come close to topping that. I mean, we've had the whole Paper Mario series, we've had the whole Mario and Luigi series. And it hasn't even come close to touching that original Mario RPG. And I know, and I, how I, awesome I, it is! <laughs> I also find it crazy that you know you don't really. I'm surprised no other game has really tried to take a, a big serious um, role with that graphic style. Like I know there are games that are isometric and games that kind of have that clay style, but uh, I just find those graphics again they they just are, are so timeless. And you'd think that either Nintendo or another company would you know try to make a, a real serious kind of game in that same kind of style. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm trying to think of a game that is that style. I guess um, and a lot of people have asked for or have dreamed about a Super Mario RPG remake in the Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle engine. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, but I agree with you. I think the I think there's a place for isometric uh, 
camera angled games. Like, I, like, I would love a Mario RPG to come back that way. Yeah, one of the games I, I've played recently on the Switch was uh, Transistor, which is an, an indie game, which is isometric, very different, very different graphics, cool style and uh, gameplay. But again, it's just nice to you know have those kind of fixed cameras and, and always in control. And I, I do really like isometric gameplay, even back to Diablo 2 uh, and Diablo 1 even. Uh, just that kind of... I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised there's not more games now that still kind of take that well i mean it is it is out there i mean we have i mean even something like animal crossing could be considered isometric um you know 80s a lot of the indie games um but yeah certainly there's not the bigger games don't really use that that kind of style but i I think it'd be great i mean i guess something like um a link a link to the past or sorry uh link's awakening like the remake i mean that's clearly isometric Mm mm-hmm I mean, Luigi's Mansion 3 could be considered isometric. Fire Emblem. Yes, yeah, Fire Emblem, I guess. I guess. It's like a top-down... I mean, even something like uh, Octopath Traveler would be considered isometric, right? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I just mean, not so much the... I don't know if it's how to describe the same or way. Paper Mario. Paper Mario, uh, the the new one. I mean, all the Paper Marios have been fair isometric angles. Where I, To me, I interpret that as a way to not see... Uh, not be able to move the camera... It's not two dimensional, but you can't move the camera, and you're looking kind of like t- like at a forty five degree angle down at the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's like there's four direct. I don't know how to explain. Like four directions. Yeah, fixed camera. I think is kind of a big thing for me. Um, so your number two is SNES. Yeah, I mean that great great console, classic. Yeah, um, probably the one flaw is it didn't have online play. <laughs> um, actually, not, it did. Not there yet. Funny enough, it did in Japan with the Satellaview, but. We'll talk and about that was, time. I can't remember. There was a way that to get the Super Nintendo, uh, you could connect two of them. Was that that system that you can connect no. two? And ex- oh, okay. No, that was actually my number two, the GameCube. Okay. Um, and this was a tough one for me to choose because, you know, my number one was pretty sealed. I'm going to tell you about that one later. But, uh, you know, GameCube was good, but there's a lot of other systems that mean a lot to me. I mean, I did struggle to add, I'm not going to, Anyways, I'm not going to tell you what I struggled to add because then it'll give away that it's not the number one. So I'll just say that GameCube was, a, was I put a lot of thought into it, but ultimately the console was a big deal for me. Got me into really uh, following games in a different way. So I what, remember... What are, some, what are some things about the GameCube that, you know, sealed this spot for you or made it, you know, the features that made it stand out to you? Well, to, I just remember the. It was the first time I ever watched a gaming console unveiled and actually hyped the reveal of a game console. And it had been rumored to be called Dolphin beforehand. And I remember that first. It was a Space World. Nintendo used to have an event uh, in the summer called Space World. So it was overnight. And I remember it was like Christmas. I couldn't sleep because I knew that was the night that this console was going to be revealed. There was all these rumors about being called. It was going to be called N Cube or Star Cube or all these different things with the word cube. So we knew that. But I remember waking up early that next morning and uh, going online to IGN and seeing uh, the trailer for Luigi's Mansion. And they had one with Metroid Prime. They had the Link and Fighting Ganon trailer. They showed the 100 Mario's demo, a Perfect Dark. It was actually, I mean, compared to today's standards of, of a reveal, it was a it was hype. You know, there's a lot of these yeah. awesome reveals. Um, and then I just remember getting on the first day it came out with uh, Wave Race and Rogue Squadron, and then you know shortly thereafter you got uh, Luigi's Mansion. I remember and oh, Smash yeah. Bros. and Pik- Pikmin, and just felt like the console always had some some magic to it. I don't know. I mean, up until even the Wind Waker and Metroid Prime, like there was an excitement about Resident Evil Four. 
Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil Remake, uh, F-Zero GX, Pikmin, uh, Eternal Darkness, Beautiful Joe, uh, even things like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Like, Oh yeah, Final just, Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. It has a lot of game. games that you can't get anywhere but GameCube today. So it has kind of this kind of... Even a lot of those PS2 games you love have been remade or re-released in, in collections later on, but the GameCube still kind of has... A lot of these games, I want to say, trapped on it, um, where you you need a GameCube to play it. But it, just a, I don't know, very special system, great controller. Uh, and I, I just remember when PS2 and Xbox were kind of the big deal back then. The GameCube was its own special place, and you know, if you wanted games that were smoother and 60 frames a second and had less load times, you'd go to the GameCube. And you wanted games that were a little more quirky and perhaps a bit more polished, you'd go to the GameCube. No, yeah, I, I agree, and I think, um, you know, a lot of those games that you mentioned are, are franchises, but I would say some of the, the GameCube holds probably some of the best games of each of those franchises. Again, if I go back to Resident Evil 4 or Metroid Prime, like, those are kind of the, the crowning game in the franchise, and a lot of them are on GameCube. And it's funny that you mentioned uh, Wave Race, because that game always sticks out to me, because, you know, when people think about Wave Race, they often think about the N64 version. Yeah, no but, one mentions Blue Storm. I, it's a great Yeah, but ga- the, the GameCube version's a great game, exactly. And, and uh, you know, F-Zero GX, I agree, is also a phenomenal game. And, like, for me, one of the memories that I have with the GameCube is um, I was I always went to my friend's house when we played, I forget what it was called, I think it was NFL Street. And I know that game probably was yeah, on PS2. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like it's like a EA Big Sports yeah, it's like you're. Out, it's like kind of like there's no rules and like you need to have like crazy tackles and crazy tricks. But it was, again, you know, the GameCube. Um, you think of those kind of uh, big games like again Metroid Prime, but there's all these kind of you know third party games that also were really fun. We'll and, call them uh, double A. It was almost yeah. the last generation of the double A game. Exactly. Yeah. Where you could pay. Where you could get a game like NBA Street, uh, and it wouldn't need to be some games as a service or microtransaction scam like it would be today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's also good to remember that um, the GameCube had a lot of third-party support. I mean, it had the Splinter Cells, and it had the uh, um, EA Sports, and it also had when we had 2K NFL Sports and NBA 2K, and uh, it had all those games. It had every... Mm-hmm. It had a. I mean, the only thing it didn't have, I think, which hurt it a lot, was the Grand Theft Autos. Um, and it didn't have any on really any online features. It had, I think, one online game, which was Fantasy Star Online 1 and 2. Yep. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it was also really cool to just get games like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 on the GameCube. And another one that's dear to me that's that still holds up today is uh, Resident Evil Remake. Yep, yep. Um, uh, and for me, like, again, Smash Bros. Melee, that game yep. it still has a huge tournament scene. And I remember playing that, you know, I met some people on the bus a couple of years ago in, in uh, where I live. And they were just talking about Smash Bros. Melee, and I was like, "Hey, like, do you want to meet up?" Like, like, and I just like hung out with them that day and played Smash Bros. Never met them. I just met them on the bus. A lot of fun. The the one thing I want to comment about GameCube real quick is uh, there there are a few games that stand out for me as being the opposite of being kind of gems. Is uh, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but uh, like Super Mario Sunshine and uh, Legend of Zelda: um, The Wind Waker are again. If you think about Nintendo, you think of Mario and, and Zelda. And in my opinion, those are the two kind of worst games in their franchises on the GameCube. What do you think about that? Um, well, as long as Skyward Sword exists, The Wind Waker will never be the worst 3D Zelda. <laughs> See, I like Skyward Sword. I think well, it has. It, I think it has its. It was different, and I think that's why I give it some good some points. Well, I, I mean, you, we're comparing uh, 
desserts here. Like, I like them all, too. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really... I, I, I like them all, but yeah, I, I would agree that uh, The Wind Waker and Super Mario Sunshine are weaker for their franchises. Although, both of them were rushed to completion because they were... The GameCube sales were, sl- like, slogging behind, and Nintendo had gotten quite desperate to... To sell it. I mean, at one point, the, early in the console's life, it went to $99, the whole system. Wow. So, they did rush Mario and Zelda for release. And you can tell. You can really tell when you play those games that the endings are short and that they don't have the second half of the game is not as strong. Um, I will say, you know, I've, I've replayed Sunshine with the 3D All-Stars. And, yeah, uh, me too. That was my first time, actually, like playing it. The Wind Waker HD as well, back on Wii U. Um they're still good games. They're good. They're just... Yeah, they're good. But when I think of when I think of Mario and Zelda, I think of you know every game is a nine or nine point five out of ten. And to me, those games are maybe you know solid eights. They're uh, you know. I mean, I guess the way I look, it's weird because yes, when I think about other Mario games like Galaxy and sixty four and even Odyssey, like they're just so much better. Even three D World are, are so much better than Sunshine. However, when I think about Anything on PS2 or Xbox that, that would fall into like the platformer slash adventure category, nothing even comes close to Sunshine. Oh, I think Ratchet and Clank is a pretty good. Ratchet and Clank on PS2 was awesome. That's like one of my favorite. Franchises. I mean, I, and I've played that, but to me, Ratchet and Clank uh, still falls into that kind of like linear yeah, action, action platformer. RPG, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never quite feel like there's a uh, a hub in a world and a place. Uh, the same in the same sense that uh, you know, sandbox Mario does. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would argue that maybe Jack and Daxter does, but I, and a, Jack and Daxter is a great PS2 game, but it just doesn't even come close to the controls or the even just little things like animation and the way you can d- triple jump and then grab a ledge and bounce off a wall and th- it just doesn't feel the same. So I still love those games. Yeah, I'm, and again, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. There, I'm just saying, you know, again, in the the overall franchise, to me, those are some of the the weaker entries. But again, when you look at you know Smash Bros, Metroid Prime, Paper Mario. Even Twilight Princess came out on the on the GameCube. Mario Kart Double Dash is, isn't a game I hadn't played very much, but I think it's great. So I, I think just for me, Zelda, you know, um, Wind Waker and, and Sunshine again aren't bad games. They're just weaker kind of. If I was going to list all the great games on the GameCube, I wouldn't list those first. Basically. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's a good point. Where where other consoles, Super Nintendo, be it Super Nintendo S N sixty four, even even Switch or the or the Wii. Yeah, the first the first games you're going to mention are usually the the the, the peak tentpole release of Mario, a 3D Mario or a 3D Zelda. Where GameCube, to me, the first thing I mention is Metroid Prime, Prime Two, Resident Evil Four, you know, Pikmin. Yeah. Uh, so I wish we had. I guess maybe one of the reasons I hold GameCube so dear is that I wish we had like the the secondary slate of games of of Nintendo franchise being treated as strongly uh, as they were then. They they aren't. They don't really. They don't really release a... I mean, think of it. We got two Pikmins. We got two Metroid Primes. We got an F-Zero. We got two different Star Fox games. We got a Fire Emblem, um, too, actually. I, it's one of the only Fire, Fire Emblems Emblem. I've never played. Uh, a, a Paper Mario that was that had a good battle system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> they, they really tried. I mean, we also had an exclusive Final Fantasy. Um, which was, what, Crystal Chronicles? Crystal Chronicles, which, I mean, it's divisive, but I, I really love it. I don't it. know if I would call that a Final Fantasy game. I, I, it's an offshoot in my mind fair fair but i mean yeah gamecube was just a system where even uh, super taken. mario super mario strikers i'm just looking through the list star fox adventures strikers. Is okay but uh even uh do you remember the game kirby air ride i loved it that sakurai made that game yeah 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of good, oh, a lot and, of good. Um, Tales of Symphonia. That's a great game. Tales of Symphonia. There's a lot of good B tier GameCube games. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, so there's always yeah, uh, yep. Even Mario Baseball was a good one. You remember that one? I never played Mario Baseball. I remember oh, yeah. I, again. I'm looking. Beautiful Joe. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of games, but uh, I think we should move on and kind of talk about our number ones now. Okay, get so to the, well, get to the well, real stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your number one? Tell tell me. About it. My number one again. I'm sure many people are gonna complain about why I, you know, the PS2 and the uh, the SNES should definitely beat this. But my number one is the Wii. Wow. Yeah. Again, I think, and I'm betting yours is gonna be maybe the N64. And you know, the N64 should probably be on my list. But you know, again, I didn't own the N64. I didn't grow up with it, and most of that time was you playing it. I didn't really even play most of the N64 titles. Um, when they were on SD4, I played them as, you know, 3DS or DS remakes or, you know, on the, the uh, virtual console, things like that. So for me, well, the Wii... Well, spoiler, sir, N64 is not my number one. Oh, and and in, when considering it for my list, it's a very small handful of games I still hold dear from that from that system. So even I'm, though... I'm surprised. I, I, like, the moment you said... Uh, GameCube was your number two. I, I thought instantly N64 was your number one. I struggled one. to make N64 even number three, or or two, because it just I mean after Mario 64 and and uh, Ocarina and Majora's, it's only a small handful of games I really really hold dear. Golden Eye, you know? Smash Bros. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, anyways, tell me tell but, me about Wii because to me Wii is not my number one. It's not on my list at all. So tell yeah, me. Yeah. So the Wii is the first console that I purchased myself. So again, I I think kind of with you when you saw the GameCube being unveiled, you know, I remember for the Wii, I waited in line at like five in the morning to get the pre-order, and then I waited in line again to get the day, game. You know, when it came out day one and Twilight Princess and playing on a big screen, Twilight Princess on day one, and for me that system. The games became cheap pretty quickly. There were so many games, and I have a huge collection of probably you know eighty Wii games. Um, and I, I think a few reasons I really like the Wii is, um, you know, you talked about this, these kind of double A games. I'm not sure they necessarily came back um, in, in the regard you're kind of talking, but um, the Wii had games that were um, good, and you know they didn't have necessarily every you know, 10 out of 10 game, but there are so many games that were just fun to play. I remember, like, for example, Boom Blocks. I think it was Steven Spielberg produced it, right? Or, um, yep, yep, yeah. that was a good one. But to me, that game was like, you know, is it one of the best games that are going to win Game of the Year? No, but I remember playing hours and hours of, uh, of that game with my friends. You know, um, my first Call of Duty, as silly as the sounds, was on the Wii. And I, I think the motion controls of that, that uh, system made it a lot of fun. Um, like Red Steel, uh, the first one, not even the second one, Red Steel 1, I remember playing that game um, with my friend in the basement for hours, and it was just, it, it was a terrible game, and we played the same level on multiplayer over and over and over again. I, you know what, funny enough, I had a lot of fun with Red Steel 1 as well, and I beat it to completion, and I got, I got, I, I got used to the motion controls. Yeah, me too. I, I actually really liked that game. I yeah, love me too, two. I loved, I loved it. Turning your gun sideways actually turned the gun sideways, or the, turning the Wiimote sideways, and I, I don't know, so again... I, I could go on and on, but the Wii, to me, is, again, I kind of have that nostalgia of being my first system I bought and all, all the hype behind it. And then I, I have so many games for it. And, you know, it does have some games that are really awesome. Like, it, it does have the, you know, Smash Bros. Brawl is the best one. Um, Twilight Princess came out on it. Skyward Sword isn't the best one. But, again, I think the list is just 
enormous. So it's not necessarily the 10 out of 10 games, but it just I had an endless amount of games to fit, play for that system. I guess my problem with the Wii, uh, and I, that, at this point I was a pretty avid avid gamer, uh, is that just I, there wasn't enough to get me that excited. So there's just tons of... What about Mario guess, Galaxy? Well, no, I, I'll get to that. Like, the first year or so was great. I mean, it had, you know, Twilight Princess, Metroid Prime 3, Mario Galaxy. But I, I remember it soon turned into, like, your holiday game in t- 2008 was Animal Crossing. And then in 2009, it was New Super Mario Bros. And then they had Wii Music. And, they, and then it felt like a long wait between that first batch of high-quality games and the second batch of high-quality games, which ended up being, um, you know, uh, Mario Galaxy 2... Metroid Other M, which wasn't great, and Donkey Kong Country Returns. I mean, that was a great year, 2010. But still, I just, there wasn't a... T- Xenoblade I mean, Chronicles, I, too. Xenoblade Chronicles came out in 2012, the tail end. Uh, and, and Skyward Sword was good. So it, it did, not saying it wasn't good, I just felt like there was, all the, there was a lot of big periods where I didn't have much to look forward to. Uh, and I felt like the promise of the Wii... The excitement of when they first announced it, and it never reached that full potential. Even with Wii Motion Plus, and by the time uh, Wed Steel Two and Skyward Sword came around to really utilize the the motion controls for sword play, it, the system had was kind of on its downturn. Yeah, um, I mean, and again, so I, I I agree with what you're saying. I don't think it has all those ten out of ten games. But I even though if we go back to the the game, you know, Wii Sports, um. I remember, again, no one can look at that game and say that's a phenomenal game, but it is really, really fun to play with your friends. You know, this is the, kind of the time when I was, you know, finishing up high school and starting college, and the Wii was one of those systems you could pull out at, you know, a small gra- gathering with, you know, over drinks with friends, and you'd always play Wii Bowling for hours or whatever it is, and, and that's the kind of fun about it. And uh, yeah. so so I agree, though. I you know, But it, for me, it, I guess gaming just... Be- it, it was an era where gaming sort of transitioned into something where people were playing online and the Wii didn't handle that very well. And when I was by myself, there just wasn't much to play. I yeah, was playing yeah. P- P- I was forced into, not forced, but I mean, I was mostly playing PS3 for my single player games and for the games that like excited me that got, were pushing new boundaries and trying new gameplay styles. Near the end of the Wii's life, the nothing graphically was looking that great and it felt like Nintendo had kind of moved on. Yeah, I think I think the Wii has its shortcomings, and I and I agree that you know, especially single player, there wasn't as much. But I think back, you know, to Umbrella Chronicles and um, like Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, or... I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like one of the best things about Wii for me were the light gun shooters and uh, like House of the Dead Overkill. Or that uh, one? yeah, or uh, Dead Space Extraction. Links, links, links crossbow training. Yeah, Dead, yeah. Dead Space Extraction. Yeah, um, I remember I got you Links crossbow training for. Yeah, Christmas. I own I own all those games. So I mean. And again, for me also, it was the Virtual Console. So I, I Virtual Console was great. Yeah. Tons of those games. And even games, I believe I played, uh, I want to say Resident Evil Remake for the first time on uh, the Wii. Yep. So again, is it the best system? No, I, I acknowledge it's, it's far from the best system. But for me, you know, I, I was at that time where I was hanging out with friends. I was living, you know, a, a different city than my family, living with friends for the first time ever. And it was that system that, you know, there's always a multiplayer game that someone will have fun with, or the party will always yeah. have fun. And also, I mean, there were perks, right? It had, it had uh, could play GameCube games. Cheap controllers. Um, ch- sort of cheap controllers. Not the Wii. Wii Remote Nunchuck was not cheap. True. Um, but I just mean, I mean, I don't know. If you look at controllers so slick, slick designed con- uh, console as well. Very little, and I really love the look of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it, brought the the, it brought, you know, the idea of Miis. I think Miis are a pretty cool idea. 
Yeah, Mii's really cool. It had the best virtual console Nintendo's ever had. I couldn't uh, agree more with that. Uh, even at launch day, it was better than what we're looking at now. Uh, well, debatable. But. No, I think yeah, I think the Switch is doing pretty good. But I, again, the first time playing some of those older classics, like I said, you know, N sixty four, I didn't grow up with. I was still pretty young. It was your yeah. system, the Super Nintendo. Even some of those games that seal Super Nintendo as number two for me, I only played on uh, the Wii. Yeah, it's interesting how different generations are going to feel so strong about the Wii. Where for my generation, it felt like that was the time where I was looking for something a little more hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where Nintendo actually has brought that back now. No, I, I agree. And like you know, I, I'm at that point now in my life where you know when I was at that age, 18 to 20, you all you're kind of doing is finding multiplayer games. But now most of my friends don't play games anymore, so I'm looking for those kind of one-player, enjoyable story experiences. I, yeah. So I, I agree in that. It it's kind of depends on your age at that time. I would say I, I, I find it too bad that Nintendo didn't carry on the IR sensor from the Wii remote because that was really cool. And I think, feel like if that was in the, the current Switch Joy-Cons, uh, that would have been an easy way to bring a lot of those Switch games back. They do have... They, they, they just use gyroscope, right? Is that how they use it? Yeah, that's how they do it now with like Mario... Um, Mario Galaxy on the three All Stars and okay, Captain yeah. Toad. I mean, it works. Just it doesn't feel quite the same, and mm-hmm. that's why they think that um, Galaxy Two wasn't included in 3D All Stars because you needed such a higher level of dexterity to control Yoshi's tongue hmm. that it wouldn't work with a touchscreen or with a pro controller. But who knows? Yeah. Anyways, my number yeah, one. Your number one. Number one. Go. So what? What do you think it is? Well, if it's not N64. I'm gonna bet it's probably Ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna bet it's probably the Switch then. Okay. Well, my number one is you're right. It is the Switch, <laughs> uh, and you know it wasn't it wasn't that hard to choose this, but I did have to think about it a lot because I was I was kind of like, am I really? Are we really living in the best console of my life right now? And, <laughs> and it's not over. And you know, I looked at my top favorite games ever list. And the Switch has such a high representation already, and I just love the form factor, I love the speed of it, and I love all the culture around it, and it's it's also just had some of the biggest, best games around, in my opinion. Um, my, one of my favorite games ever is Breath of the Wild. Uh, I love, I mean, Mario Kart 8 and Smash Bros. Ultimate are the best in their series, two series that I love. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, you know, a Wii U title, but yes. It's, they're, it's, I mean, so is Breath of the Wild if you want to go down that road. But um, I find Deluxe to be a lot better than uh, Mario Kart. No, I agree. I'm just yeah, you're, you make it um, yeah. just the yeah. The, I mean, it's not it's not a lot better, but they did add things, and it is the bigger. It's seen as the main Mario Kart of the Switch. But beyond that, I mean, Smash Bros. Ultimate is one of my favorite games ever. Me too. One of the best games of all time, for sure. And I'm still playing it. And there's just a lot other of other of other games there. I mean, Splatoon two, I love. Um, I love some of this, the more creative games like Arms and Ring Fit Adventure, um, Odyssey, Luigi's Mansion three, uh, even games that came from the Wii U like Tropical Freeze and Bayonetta two. Some of my favorites. Um, I mean, it's not only that, though. I mean, the, so basically Nintendo's first parties have been on fire on the Switch, and they continue to be. And I'm still excited about what's what's going to come in the future. Um, but it's also that it's kind of brought uh, brought this indie renaissance 
Uh, I know it was it kind of came before the Switch, but I feel like the Switch has kind of cemented it as a mainstay. I don't know I, how to. I agree. I no. I that's the point I was going to make. Keep going. I I, I, I don't know agree. how to quite quantify it, but I mean, I remember I played um, a lot of indie games on the 3DS because uh, I loved buying a five ten dollar games, and there's some good ones. And, and same with the Wii U, I played Shovel Knight, and there was a handful of indie games on PS3 and and Xbox Live Arcade with. And, and, for some reason now, I am find myself more excited about indie games than I sometimes am AAA games. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll, totally. I'll buy games that are multi-platform, that are indie games, just on Switch because I want to be able to play it on a handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, some of my absolute all-time favorite games, like Hollow Knight and Dead Cells, uh, Hades, not to mention you know, Celeste, Snipper Clips, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, the list, I mean, there's just so many. Um, not only that, but I know it came up earlier with the virtual consoles. I actually really love Nintendo's approach to virtual console with the Switch. I know it took a while to get here, but I love the fact that I have basically a Netflix-style app for NES and SNES, and I can rewind the game, I can make save states. Like, it's, it's, I've actually gone back and replayed a lot of those games, and the emulation is top-notch. You can play, mm-hmm. you can play them online. Did you know that? I didn't know you could play them online. Isn't that wild? Like, you and I can play a, a, a Switch game, or a, a Super Nintendo game online. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it just, it just seems so well-rounded. And even in a year where Switch um, seems off, like, let's say 2018, there's still tons of indie games. There's still games like Hollow Knight, and and uh seems like there's always like third-party games and indie games to fill those voids. No, yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I think for me... Um, you kind of nailed it, nailed it on the head with the indie. Like to me, my Switch is an indie machine, and my collection is you know basically all indie games. Whether it's Celeste, Hollow Knight, you know, even the games that are multi-platform like Overcooked, Overcooked Two. Yep, I forgot um, to mention those. Love them. Um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Like, there's just so many games that kind of. Um, again, I, I like that I, the words you said, the indie renaissance. I, I think the Switch kind of you know with its portability and being able to play on the screen, it kind of just lends itself so easily to the, the kind of the indie genre. The one thing that really made it not my top three is um, you're going to probably be angry with me about this, but besides for Smash Bros. Ultimate, I find kind of all the main, and maybe Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, of course, but kind of uh, those main games that have come out aren't my favorite in this series. Not that any of them are bad games at Breath all. Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild is not my favorite. I, I love Breath of the Wild. I think it's a great game, but it doesn't, it's not what I'm looking for in a Zelda game. Like, I think all those games are great. I just don't think any of them hit the mark I was looking for. So Breath of the Wild kind of missed its mark. I never, didn't even play Pokemon Sword Breath Shield. Breath of the Wild I, I, missed its mark, he says. No, I think... So don't <laughs> get me wrong. I think it's a great game. But I, I'm looking for the, you know, the seven or eight dungeons, getting items, upgrades. That's the kind of Zelda I, I enjoy. So it's not that I didn't like the game. It just wasn't the Zelda I, I enjoy. And Super Odyssey, Mar- Odyssey Mystic Smart as well for you? I, I, again, I liked Odyssey, but I felt it was a little bit too easy, a little bit too easy to get all the moons. It was kind of a more of a collect-a-thon as opposed to... I like the more Entity 4 approach where, you know, the star each star is kind of its own little challenge. A little more focus. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think, again, I never played Pokemon Sword and Shield, but that's a hard pass because it looks like garbage. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, um, it was really good. Again, My favorite Luigi's Mansion. See, I like Luigi's Mansion 1 still more. Splatoon 2, I just never got into. Super Mario Maker 2 was kind of a miss for me. Um, Uh, You know what's funny? I mean, you say it's a miss, but for me, I've put over 30 hours into it. Uh, I did end up playing it a lot. Like, 
I don't yeah. need to play some game for 500 hours to consider it a success. No, yeah, I agree. But even like Fire Emblem, one of my favorite series, I think Three Houses is a great game. Still didn't quite hit the nail. Not as good as know. Awakening? Not a, Honestly, I liked Awakening more. Most people, everyone that's going to listen to this is going to be angry at me for saying that because most people don't like Awakening. But I liked, I liked it more. I liked Awakening more. But again, if I go back to my indies... You know, I'm looking right here. It says Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, I have 90 hours on the Switch. That's that's one of my most played games on the Switch. Yeah. And uh, Hollow Knight, one of my most played games on the Switch. So Cuphead, one of my most played games on the Switch. Yep, I played so, a lot of Cuphead. Yeah, and uh, I played Ori on the computer, but I know you played Ori 1 and 2 on the... Or 1 on the Switch. And it's yeah. 2 on the Switch too, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, so... Again, I'm not saying any of those games are bad by any means. I, I know they're all phenomenal well, also, games. Also, you know what? we got to give a shout-out to Tetris 99 and Super Mario 35, which are two yeah, Battle very, Royale very cool games, games, which are awesome, and they're free with the Nintendo World Online. Yeah, so again, uh, yeah, I'm not saying any of those games are bad by any means, but uh, that's the reason it didn't make it in the top three for me is I don't look back on any of those and say they're in my game of all time list. Um, I look at back at the indies and say those indies are on my games of all time list. So it's kind of a, you know, very different perspective. Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, I guess I just saw that. And another factor I'd like to give a shout out is it's brought back, not just with virtual console, but a lot of other (laughs) classic games. Broughten. Good word. Brought brought back. uh, (laughs) Brung back. So, I mean, just getting Turok 1 and 2, Star Wars Wars Racer. Uh, I just got the Duke Nukem uh, 20th Anniversary Collection. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight. Um, it's it's been a great place to go back, or even games like Resident Evil Four and that was older Resident Evils. Yeah, and, and even even Final uh, Fantasy seven, eight, nine, uh, ten, twelve. Like, no, yeah, and you even brought up you know Donkey Kong, or sorry, not um, SNES and NES games, but even like you know having Donkey Kong Country two and being able to sit and kind of play it in a portable way is just awesome to me. I think that's such a cool yeah, idea. So exactly, I mean, you can say like your favorite Mario is not on the system, but at the same time, I have a handheld that plays the best version of Odyssey, sixty four, Sunshine, Super, Odd- Mar- Super Mario RPG is on there. Like, no, it's not. Is it not in the SNES? Uh... No, it's not. That's one that hasn't been included yet. Oh, I thought it was recently. Oh, okay. I hopefully it will be soon. But I, I just mean in that sense, and I. I we do have, like there's so many there's access to all these Mario games on on Switch so it's just got a, it's got a massive collection and it does for me I mean I know I'll probably in this this the minority here but I do really look forward to the AAA games coming out for Switch even though they just seem to never announce them I, I agree and um, I'm still buying them but you know some of the games are still remakes of games I've already owned on the Wii U and some of them like i said are just not the top notch for me so like i'll be honest like right now my my switch is is honestly collecting dust besides the indie games that i pick up and play with my friends or on my own i i you're not playing hyrule warriors anymore that's the only game but uh, again there's so many other games that i have that i'd rather play over that yeah it's not a bad game by any means it's an awesome game but you know i don't think the switch is a first party killer the way for me the way it is for you do you think it's possible that over the next couple of years with Breath of the Wild 2 and maybe another Fire Emblem, another Mario game, that it could could put Switch on that list for you? Totally. Or you think I, it's, I, it's I, I agree. Beat? I think it definitely can because there's so many games that are phenomenal. They might not be the, my favorite, but, you know, if Breath of the Wild 2 hits its mark and, um, you know, they bring a Mario Golf, Fire Emblem again, kind of hopefully goes a little bit more into the strategy, less into the kind of anime stuff. Um yeah, I definitely think it's it's up there. I would say Switch to me is my number four. Um, so I think it definitely can. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely up there. I just think, again, the, when I think about my games of all time, it doesn't have many of those from the Switch. Okay. 
Well, my, my number four, funny enough, was the 3DS. Oh. I, I thought we were yeah. talking about consoles. That's why I... Uh... Oh. So you, I guess you didn't really follow your rules. No. Are we going mentioned... to talk about consoles? Cause I, or, I mean, handhelds? Because I have my handhelds. We, well, we'll just do another handhelds. Maybe we'll talk about our favorite top three handhelds on another, on another okay. episode. That sounds like good. But that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I, I as far as the Switch goes, I'm, I'm not sure if it's peaked yet or where it is. I, I don't think it has. I think we're just about to enter our, let's call it the Wii's 2010, when Nintendo's developers are all firing on uh, first-party cylinders. And yep. we're going to get a second back half of this console with a lot of strong games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we don't know what's coming out. Um, there's rumors, but there's not a lot of an- announcements. But again, you know, with COVID and stuff, there's... Uh... Who knows? We'll see, but I mean, we know we know at some point Bayonetta three, Metroid Prime four, Breath of the Wild two, maybe another Mario game. Maybe we will get a a Pikmin Pikmin four, yeah. Uh, Maybe we will get a really great WarioWare. Maybe we will get the the I agree. Exclusive Resident Evil. Like I think all those (laughs) games. Have you heard of this? Exclusive Resident Evil. Yeah, I have not. That's oh, I I think I Resident Revelations three. I think I did hear about that. Yeah, the rumor. Yeah, and there's Um, a rumor about uh, Mario and Rabbids two. Yeah, and maybe yeah. we'll get a, a star, a great Star Fox game, yeah, and so a great it, yeah. Pikmin Four, and all. I think so, there's there's all that potential, but again, I'm I'm waiting for the receipts. You know, I'm I'm waiting for it to, uh, for us those yeah. games to actually come out. I, and you're right, Breath of the Wild Two will be awesome. Bayonetta Three, Metroid Prime Four. Who knows what's happening with that? I, I bet it won't come out till the Switch Two. To be honest, I think it'll hit the Switch when the Switch Pro is out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, so okay, with that said, that's that's our top three consoles. Um, now we do a little segment called "What Are You Playing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to go, go first? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah. So I've been playing a game called. Oh, I actually, picked up a game the other night called "A Short Hike." Oh Switch. yeah, that's the uh, you're a bird, right? And you fly, you can fly. Yep, and I gotta say, one of the best gaming experiences <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> it's takes you about maybe three hours to beat the whole game but it's just it looks like you're playing a game of advance game that's somehow open world <laughs> mm-hmm. um and it's just have you ever played the game grow home um i don't believe so let me just double check it was one of those no games, I, ha- I have not played um, i know it, of it though it's got a simple graphical style but the level of freedom it gives you is like uh, breathtaking because you can climb so high up like you, the you, people get uh, vertigo playing, grow home. So hmm. I felt a similar feeling with a short hike, where you know you start off as this bird and you're trying to like find a way to climb a little higher up until you can get more feathers, and the feathers allow you to to fl- flap your wings. And by the end of the game, you have so many flaps you can fly around freely. Um, and it's just your whole goal is to get to the top of the mountain, uh, and you can go any way you want. And it's just kind of like it just drops you in, doesn't tell you what to do, and it just says go, and just between the music and the and like when you get to the top, you can like fly all the way down. Uh, it's it's exhilarating. Um, so for for ten dollars, and I used five dollars of the coins, a short hike was. I can't recommend it enough. It's great. It's a great like bite sized game, but it's a really fun gameplay loop. And there'll be there's some if you want, you can explore a little bit. Uh, it still doesn't won't take up too much time, but you can explore and find kind of NPCs also climbing up the the mountain. That's cool. And there's some hilarious dialogue. Uh, you know, for example, there's one guy you play kind of a uh, like a volleyball game with, where you have to hit a ball back and forth like a mini game to collect mm-hmm. a, a feather. And when you win, he also gives you his hat. And your your character says, "No, no, I, I can't accept this hat." And he says, "It's okay. My family's rich." 
And so you t- you take the hat. So there's all these kind of really funny short interactions. And uh, like I said, for a cheap game, I can't recommend it enough. It's okay. going to be on my game of the year list. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely um, add it to my list of games to check out. Again, I, I have so many indies I haven't even you know, tried. I want to get uh, Hades and I think Little Nightmares 2 looks really cool. So I, Is, Yeah, little, I want to play Little Nightmares 1 and 2. Me too, yeah. I, just, I didn't even know those games until recently, but... Um, yeah, short hike was definitely on my list of interest. It just, you know, only so much money, and there's so many indie games again on the Switch that I want to play. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'd, what, I'd so definitely what, run to it. What's something you've been playing? So um, there's mainly uh, two games, maybe three if we're going to count computer games that I've been playing. Uh, the first one would be on the Switch. I've been playing a lot of Overcooked Two. So my okay. uh, yeah, my girlfriend and I we play that basically every weekend. We just try to. Um, platinum or four star every single level so like you know so each level is taking us hours but it's uh wow it's a fun, yeah it's a fun game to kind of just like hang out and, and, and chill and play uh but that's again that's the i find it very stressful i never played number two but number one i found very stressful it's stressful but like you know it, it's once you kind of get used to that stress it's, it's really fun did they fix some of the control issues with the first one i remember the first one had some frame rate problems and also had uh, it's just I felt a little hard to target the exact plate or square I was trying to target. Does that problem still exist, I, I, number two? I, I think it's just partially the, like the franticness of the game um, and how fast you're trying to go. I don't really have that issue. I think it's kind of a you get the, the you get knack, over it, you get the knack for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like I said, that's really the only Switch game I'm playing. I'll probably go back to Age of Calamity eventually. Um, I just finished on the PS5. Yeah, I have the PS5. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is a PS4 game. Okay. Um, it's okay, mediocre. And um, and then on the PC, I'm Good, playing... Beautiful graphics, though, I'm sure. Oh, it's awesome. Especially on the PS5, you know, you have really smooth frame rate. Uh, everything looks great. But it's after, a... play, after playing something like Last of Us 2, would I be impressed by Shadow of the Tomb Raider? You wouldn't be press, impressed per se, but you would enjoy it in a sense where it's like, you know, this is an enjoyable, fun ride. I, I, in my opinion, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the worst of the three in the trilogy um, for okay. several reasons. So if you're going to play any of them, I, I would suggest the first one and then maybe go into the second. Um, the third one, you could definitely pass. It's fun, but it's like a 7.5, maybe maybe squeaks into an 8, maybe. Okay, squeaks um, into an 8, okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, and the last game I've been playing a lot of is, uh, on the computer, is um, Heroes of the Storm, which is a Blizzard game. It's like an online MOBA. So uh, just playing that with a bunch of friends. So you support Blizzard even though they don't support Hong Kong? <laughs> you know, that game's free to play and I don't spend a single dollar on it. So I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure if I... I'm just, I'm just teasing. And uh, uh, I also play know, a lot of, I'm playing a lot of chess. So I don't, that's a, if, if we're allowing that as a game. but As long as it's a video game chess. It is. It's on the computer. So Okay. Uh, you know, another game I'll recommend that I'm about 60% through is uh, Cyber Ninja. Oh, yeah, it, you mentioned that, yeah. Sorry, Cyber Shadow it's called. But I want to call it Cyber Ninja because it's just that. And seems like the sh- game, aren't they the ones that made uh, Shovel Knight? Well, it's published by Yacht Club Games, uh, who did make Shovel Knight, but I think it's a different developer that developed it. Okay. But it has a lot of the same sensibilities of Shovel Knight. And the reason I love this game is this, a lot of the same reasons I love Shovel Knight is it feels like a game that's from the past, but like it would have been like the 12 out of 10 amazing game from the past. That like You know what I mean? If this game had come out in the 80s, like its graphical style implies, it would have been remembered today and playable today as this amazing game. So it's kind of this weird... It's like this weird um, time jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
almost like how you're watching like sometimes they make like a 70s movie but like a 70s style movie now it's got that same vibe but it's just really tight gameplay and it's just one of those games where it's made with modern sensibilities how, and how just, for, the, for those that don't know the game how would you compare it like give us a, a game it's similar to that people would know it's like Ninja Gaiden like Ninja Nin- Gaiden the old ones like the old ones except not okay. quite as difficult okay uh, you still feel like a badass but I mean it's very limited moveset and the graphical style looks like it's from the NES is uh, it like that that era? Is it open world? Is it kind of like you know Metroid styles? Or no, more like t- entirely linear. So you're like, basically going through ten levels. Think like Mega, think of it like like Mega Man, a little bit like Mega Man. But Ninja Gaiden was like this as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I guess like Mega Man, some of the environments and the, like the robotic enemies are very much like Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a fun kind of little story developing throughout. As like you're a futuristic ninja who's been brought back to life to avenge the crazy doctor. Um, but it, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm really sucked in by it. And it's just, I'm usually, I'm not the best gamer in the world, but I'm finding uh, it's not overly difficult for me, but it's still, it's still difficult in that kind of classic 2D platformer way, but yeah, not so difficult that, um, you put it down. It destroys me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And now I guess we'll go into our last segment here of what do you, (laughs) these are brand new segments for our listeners. We're going to just try to do these segments every, every episode. Um, but what are you looking forward to? Like, uh, choose, choose one game that coming out in, in the next little while that coming out in the future, anytime that you're most looking forward to. Ooh, you dropped me on the spot. Why don't you go first while I do a little, uh, thinking. Okay. Well, I'm actually looking forward to Super Mario 3D All-Star, sorry, 3D <laughs> World <laughs> plus Bowser's Fury. Okay. Uh, yeah. comes out just just to date our episode here, it comes out tonight at midnight. Oh. Uh, and for all intents and purposes, it's a brand new 3D Mario. And I'm ex- just really excited to jump into a 3D Mario that has like one big open world. I've always kind of dreamed about that. Mm-hmm. Like a Breath of the Wild style Mario. Uh, and I heard the music's really great. And I love that like metal version of the Bowser metal anthem. So I'm very excited to jump into that. Okay, that's a good answer. Um, for me, I'm just looking at some games that I'm looking forward to. I think um, the one that really stands out that's coming out next month is uh, It Takes Two, that that indie game. That, the EA one, right? Uh, yeah, it's the EA one, but by the guy that made um, A Way Out. Um, mm-hmm. It looks just. I never, looks really, I never played A Way Out. Me neither. It's a game I really want to play, but it's like really expensive. Uh, I, I know you can get a DLC, but I, I am a collector, so it's expensive to buy. But, um, yeah, It Takes Two. It just looks kind of fun. It's a co-op game online and split screen. Um, kind of a cool idea. Kind of a, a good take on, you know, a, a fun game that's not violent or whatever, but looks kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'm looking that, forward I, to that. I thought that looked great. Yeah, to me, that's a day one. Um, and there's some other games that are coming out in, in a couple of months, but uh, we can get to those later. Yeah, It Takes Two looks great. It looks like a true, uh, I mean... A true co-op game made from the ground up to be played with two players doesn't look like you can even play with one player. No, yeah, think. that's what I mean. And I know um, a way out the game that was made um, by the same company before. That game is like really, really cool co-op where one person, for example, is in a cutscene, and in the cutscene, the other player is actually like you know moving around. In the first, in in the cutscene of the one screen, you can see the other person moving around behind you. So it's it's kind of cool in that sense. Um, so I'm sure they'll do some really cool stuff with It Takes Two as well. Wow, I gotta check out A Way Out because I've always said that I've wanted more co-op games. 
yeah, I, that's again. If you want someone to play with, I'm I'm definitely interested in playing that. So, and just so our listeners know, uh, neither of these games are available on Nintendo consoles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, we said we we're going to talk about other stuff. Uh, I'm sure I'll have Nintendo games to talk about, but that game I'm just looking forward to. So, yeah. Well, with that, we're out of time. That's our hour. Um, thanks, thanks, Derek, for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, and thanks to our listeners. If you like that, please, you know, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and stay tuned for more episodes. Yep, take care. All right, see you later.